Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Wild Woman's Guide to Motherhood. <sighs> I love thinking of just lots of wild mamas out there listening to these stories that I'm sharing, the interviews I've shared so far. Today I'm doing something a little bit different in that I don't have a guest, so it's just me chatting to you for a little bit. Um, I have an exciting announcement to share, so stick around for that. And it's it's so funny that I'm nervous sitting here talking into this microphone in my room all by myself, no one listening at the moment. I know, obviously, if you're hearing this, you're listening somewhere out there at some point in the future, but um, yeah, it's so funny how these things can get us out of our comfort zones, but I think it's so, so Good. So I wanted to start this episode, first of all, just taking a moment with anyone who's listening to tap into our intuition. And this is because as I've been talking with, you know, the mamas who I've had on the podcast, as well as other mums who I talk to in my day-to-day life, who I admire and learn from and share this motherhood journey with, um, intuition has been coming up over and over as almost the most important thing, the most important part of being a wild mother is connecting with your intuition. And so, yeah, I just wanted to take a moment. And if you can, if you're not driving or running or, um, you know, doing something where your hands are busy, um, if you can take a moment to just put your hands on your stomach I find that for me, my intuition is really connected with, with my stomach. That's where I get these feelings of intuition. I don't know if, you know, maybe it's coming from my womb or maybe it's just that gut feeling thing, but um, I think having your hands there can help to connect with it. And then just take a moment to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And just feel into what your intuition might be telling you that you need today or that your family needs, maybe that your child needs. I find that when I take a moment to connect in, there's almost always a message for me there. So just take a moment and you know, if there's something little like drink more water or, you know, your little one had a really rough day yesterday, so make sure that you're giving them extra snuggles and, and time for connection. Whatever it is, just make note of it. And this is the practice, you know, coming back again and again to meet our intuition and to get to know it to practice hearing the messages that it sends us. Um, and that, that relationship is not built overnight. It's over hundreds and thousands of little check-ins just like this. So I hope that you like that as like a little way to get into the podcast today. Um, I haven't scripted what I'm going to say. I'm just kind of sitting here letting it flow out of me. What's really alive and awake for me at the moment is the fact that I am six weeks pregnant. 
which is so exciting. Big pregnancy announcement. Um, obviously, it's really early still, but um, I like to be, I like to share all of my journey. And, you know, if for some reason this was to end, if this pregnancy was to end early, I would share my experience of that with you as well. Um, and hopefully this little being is going to stick around and, and I'll be birthing him or her in another nine months, eight and a half months. Um, yeah, and we're very, very excited. We've been talking to Lua about about having another little baby in our family and I'm making sure she knows she has a lot of time to get used to the idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're so excited for this journey again. And this time I'm going to do it a little bit differently than I did last time. Um, I, I was already into the birth world. I was already a doula and teaching hypnobirthing and, you know, pretty well versed on my options with my first birth. And I had even, I was listening, I remember through my pregnancy, I was listening to the Free Birth Society podcast and just, you know, going crazy with free birth stories and, and loved it, but that didn't feel right for me with that first pregnancy. Um, but this time I'm just, I'm just gonna do this journey completely connected with my intuition and with myself and my body as the highest authority of what's happening in my pregnancy. Um, and then I will only seek outside help if and when I feel that it's needed. So that's already begun with the fact that um, I didn't even test to see if I was pregnant. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, then you might have seen I think it was about two months ago that I did a post about um, the fact that I had been pregnant and I, um, I guess, miscarried, but it was very, very early. My period was only a few days late. It was three or four, maybe five days late. Um, but I had started having, you know, some symptoms of pregnancy and was just, um, you know, if I, I'm quite in touch with my body. And so I knew that I was pregnant, but um, when I started bleeding and having some signs of, you know, that this wasn't going to stick, I decided that I wanted to do a test just to prove to myself that I wasn't crazy and that I had been pregnant, but the test itself was negative, which makes sense because um, it would have meant that probably the HCG levels were too low for the pregnancy to stick, and it was just... Um, yeah, so it didn't stick, but I, I kind of went through myself for a loop and it made me feel all crazy for a little while that I'd been so sure, but the test said no. And, um, and it created this whole disharmony between my body and my mind until I kind of got to the place of being like, look, I know, I know what was happening in my body and I trust, I trust that knowledge and my intuition more than this, you know, faulty test that gets that gets it wrong a lot of the time you know there's false positives and false negatives and um yeah so I was I just kind of I posted about it and I shared about that experience and then kind of coming off of that so recently um I just decided that this time I didn't even want to test I didn't want to 
have to turn to something outside of myself to validate what I know, you know, and I mean, my period is more than two weeks late. Now it's two and a half weeks late and I'm, um, you know, I'm, I've been so tired and so hungry and my boobs hurt. They're so sore. I'm still breastfeeding Lua. Um, and my nipples are just really, really sore, um, which is, yeah, a whole journey of, in and of itself, still breastfeeding an almost two-year-old and, and now being pregnant and trying to decide whether to wean her or not. But um, yeah, back to the pregnancy symptoms. I'm getting a little bit more nauseous every day, which um, I'm really hoping is going to not uh, continue massively because yeah, my last pregnancy with Lua, I was very, very, very sick. And I've just been um, manifesting that that's going, that it's going to be a completely different experience this time. And I'm going to feel amazing with just enough nausea to remind me that there's a baby and they're growing. Um, but yeah, so like my body is telling me that I'm pregnant. I know I'm pregnant. And it's so interesting how many people even like when you tell them you're pregnant and they're like, oh, you did a test and it was positive. Um, and it's so, I don't think I've ever even noticed that before, how many people ask that question, I think just out of habit. Um, but it's, yeah, and it's interesting seeing people's reactions and I'm like, oh no, I didn't do a test, but I'm pregnant and I know I'm pregnant. And it's almost like they need this outside validation to prove what, what you know in your body. I see that a lot throughout pregnancy that's, um, you know, if someone's choosing not to receive kind of standard, standardized maternity care, which generally includes, you know, testing your blood, um, blood levels of different things and, and doing scans and, and that kind of thing. And, um, and it's almost like people don't trust a woman's intuition to know that that things are okay whether unless she's having all these tests done that are externally telling you that things are okay although you know in in my clients and in my last pregnancy I've seen um, so often how the testing and the scans can can oftentimes see things that aren't there and and create worries about things being wrong that turn out to be completely unfounded. Um, and so, yeah, it's just really, I, I'm, I guess I've been thinking a lot about how we place so much importance and, um, you know, emphasis on using these outside tools that are so inaccurate to tell us things about our bodies that we're living in. Like, nothing can tell you more about your body than you can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. That's where I'm sitting at the moment. Um, I'm planning to have a pregnancy and birth that is outside of the mainstream medical system this time. Um, and that doesn't mean that I'm not going to receive prenatal care or possibly have a birth attendant at my birth. I haven't decided about that, but, um, but I don't want anyone there who's having to follow specific policies that are kind of designed for the lowest common denominator. 
Um, that's just not something that I'm interested in, in this pregnancy and this birth. And it's something that I can talk more about, um, maybe at another time. <laughs> I'm, can you hear in my voice that I'm a little nervous because I feel like I'm like not breathing as much as I should be. It's so funny to just feel that nervousness sitting here talking into in the microphone. Um, so yeah, I thought I would maybe share a little bit about my last pregnancy. Um, and yeah, so when I was pregnant with Lua, I, like I said, I already had a lot of knowledge and, and I knew that I wanted a home birth. And so I hired a private midwife who was really lovely. Um, and I would recommend her to other women, even though I'm not going with a private midwife this time. But, um, I, yeah, so she obviously had to follow certain, um, protocols because she has a license and as part of that, she has to provide care in a certain way. Um, and so part of that was measuring the height of my belly with a tape measure. So measuring my fundal height. And according to the um, Australian midwifery guidelines, my belly, like anyone's belly, is supposed to go up a centimeter like every week after, um, I think, 20 weeks. And so your fundus is meant to be within two centimeters above or below the number of weeks you are. So when you're 20 weeks, it's supposed to be from 18 to 22. And when you're 30 weeks, it's supposed to be from 28 to 32, if that makes sense. And it's supposed to keep growing. But um, the way that they do kind of have their guidelines, it's supposed to continue growing like that through your whole pregnancy all the way to the very end. Um, whereas mine in the last few weeks of my pregnancy actually stopped growing numbers wise. Um, and then it went backwards, which, um, yeah, was not allowed within the guidelines, but I did heaps of my own research and, um, and found a lot of different diagrams from different midwifery textbooks and things that show that, um, as you near the end of pregnancy and the baby starts to drop into the pelvis, that your fundal height can, you know, stop growing or go backwards. Um, and so it was totally normal based on all this research I was finding, but my midwife was saying, oh, but within my guidelines, it's not normal. I really think you should go get a scan, um, which, you know, partly is just to cover her, cover her own backside, um, because she, you know, could be liable if something went wrong and she didn't give me the advice to go get things checked out that were outside of her range of normal. Um, so, you know, I don't have any problem with the fact that she was asking me to do that, but I took some time then to do that research. And then I just really sat with my intuition and I was like, you know, how many women have I supported where I swear nearly every single woman I've supported when they come into those last few weeks of pregnancy. So from maybe 35 weeks on, I don't think I've ever supported a woman where they didn't start finding something to be concerned about and start creating fear um, about something being wrong, which is really crazy. But um, yeah, so I just sat with 
with where I was at. And I was like, you know what? I, I feel like everything is fine. I feel like my baby's fine. And I know that if I go to get a scan that most likely, you know, they'll find something to be concerned about because they almost always do. Um, and I just didn't want to invite that. And so I decided not to, and my midwife respected that. Um, and I think that that discussion would have probably continued if I hadn't gone into labor um, really soon after that discussion first took place because I had Lua quite early, just after 38 weeks, I think 38 plus three or something. So um, luckily that conversation ended there. But um, Lua, when she was born, she was quite small. She was 2.79 kilos, which is like six, just over six pounds. So she was a really small baby, but she was chubby and just perfect, like perfectly proportioned, totally healthy. But I know if I had gone to get a scan, they would have seen that she was a small baby and babies who measure in that lower percentile, especially that late in pregnancy, they start getting worried about um, intrauterine growth restriction. Um, and yeah, just the fact that perhaps the placenta isn't providing enough nutrition anymore is starting to deteriorate. And then they start pressuring you to have an induction. Um and that kind of thing. And, you know, if especially me as I was planning a home birth, if I if they'd been pressuring for induction, that would have had to be moved to hospital. Um, it's possible that my midwife would have withdrawn her care. Um, you know, I mean, this is all extrapolation, but but all of this didn't happen and didn't have the chance to happen because I connected with my intuition and trusted that over what a tape measure was saying. <laughs> Um, and so that's where, you know, like, that's where this pregnancy, I really, I really just want to practice connecting with my intuition and, and getting like really listening and understanding what it's telling me. Um, there's so much noise today in, in the world and so many you know, there's so much happening and there's so many things going on that are affecting how we feel and manipulating how we feel. Um, and I think that one of the biggest, biggest gifts we can give ourselves is actually taking that time to turn within and, and not looking outside of ourselves for answers, but looking within ourselves for answers. Because so much of the time we do already have the answer or we have a gut feeling or we just know what we need to do next. Um, and then we look outside of ourselves for validation to tell us that that's okay or for someone else to tell us that and mirror it back to us. Um, but if I think that, you know, the strongest way to be in this world is to fully connect in with that and have that be your, what you hold in the highest regard. So not the, um, you know, not the recommendations of, of family members or friends not needing to go to them for validation, but the, the biggest validation that you should need is what your gut is telling you, what your intuition is telling you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I was going to try and talk for a little bit longer, but, you know, I think, I think that might actually be 
enough, just a little 20 minute episode this week, sharing my big news and a little bit of my thoughts around it. And, um, yeah. And next week I already have another beautiful free birth story recorded that I can't wait to share with you. And I have plans to have other amazing guests on. So, um, I hope you guys keep coming back. I'd love to hear if you like this little solo cast, I think is what it's called, when I just um, talk to you by myself. Um, some of my favorite podcasts are and podcast episodes are where the hosts are just talking and you get to know them a little bit better and, and see inside their world and inside their head. And <laughs> so I think I'll try to make this a bit of a regular thing because... Um, I think it's really special and I enjoy it and I, I do want to share my world with you. Um, yeah, so, but let me know, you know, if you follow me on social media, if you don't, please do go follow me on Instagram. I'm just Mimi Tui, M-E-M-E-T-U-O-H-Y and feel free to send me a direct message or, um, you know, tag me in a post um, if you, if you screenshot yourself listening to this, that would be so cool. And then tag me and let me know what you think of this episode or go and leave a review on Apple podcasts. I just realized last time I've been telling you to leave a review anywhere you listen to the podcast. And I didn't realize that, um, Spotify doesn't let you leave reviews. Oops. But, um, yeah, I, it would be incredible if you took the time to go onto Apple Podcasts and leave a review for this podcast. Um, and yeah, so I will be, I'll be sharing about this pregnancy and about the choices I'm making and um, yeah, just my inner journey with all of it through here on the podcast and then also on my social media at Mimi Tui. So um yeah, I'm excited to be on this journey and I'm so happy that you are here with me listening in and I will talk to you again in just a few weeks. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Wild Woman's Guide to Motherhood, a space for open-minded and open-hearted discussions about birth and mothering. I'm your host, Mimi Tui.